Welcome to The Crunch with Crib. I'm Jess, and each episode I'll be talking with some of WA's best real estate agents and business people to find out what makes them tick and what lessons they've learned on their journey to success. In a market as tough as the one we're currently in, it's important to have a sounding board, someone with years of experience, someone who can motivate and provide advice, and who's willing to keep learning and adjusting with the times. One of those people is David James, a successful real estate agent in his own right, who has become one of WA's most trusted coaches. We invited him onto the crunch to get his take on what it takes to succeed in the market and how he keeps up to date. DJ, welcome to The Crunch. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so much. Our very first guest in our brand new Crunch Room. Swish Room. It's very, very good, isn't it? Very good. Yeah. Hopefully the sound quality, people have to let us know, but I think it'll be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And um, it is like a zoo in the in the glass cage, but we'll roll with it. We'll roll <laughs> with it. So the first thing I wanted to chat to you about, which is the first thing we talk to all of our guests about, and I know that a lot of our listeners probably are aware of your background and, and kind of how you mm-hmm. got to where you are, mm-hmm. but if you can just give us a bit of a brief history um, on where you've come from. Okay. Well, I, well, well I've come from uh, to get to my coaching business from mm-hmm. very much from a real estate and sales background. Mm-hmm. Um, my 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 little patch and neck of the woods was the city of Kalgoorlie Boulder, mm-hmm. um, where uh, I had a large successful office, sold it, Jess, and. Uh, went into retirement for a very, very short period of time. It was a bit like a near-death experience. There was nothing there for me. And then um, so when that happened in the early 2000s, people were saying, well, what are you going to do now, David? Could you come and speak to our office? You know, could you come and talk to me as a principal, et cetera? And, and that led into my coaching. Mm-hmm. I went back into the industry in Kalgoorlie for three years and then eventually in 2007 because of the volume of business in Perth, myself and my wife moved moved to Perth and, and that's where we are now with Sales Coach Australia. Right. So what do you think it was about you at that time or when you were running your business that led people to kind of ask, I I guess, make the move into coaching? What was it about what you were doing that was inspiring people? Yeah. Well, 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 number one, our volumes are the amount of business that we used to do, you know, it was number one. But, But I think that, that, uh, being in a regional city, the only training you had ex- access to, could bear in mind there was no podcasts or there was no videos, mm-hmm. it was to send people to Perth. Yeah. So so I was sending people to Perth at my business expense. They were coming back and nothing changed. Yeah. And, and so I moved them away from that group environment to individuals. So for me, it was a lot of reading of books uh, yeah. as, to, as to what we would coach them on. And because I discovered, Jess, that people are individuals – and whilst they got to comply with the the game plan of that particular real estate office, they will get there in their own way. Mm-hmm. So let's treat them as individuals. So that moves away from the training concept of a lot of people in a room to the coaching concept, which is a one-off situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just quickly to touch on your Kalgoorlie background, because just I guess to give people who aren't aware the idea of the volume and back then I guess what the population was of Cal and – how much you were selling? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, well, I was. I think timing's got a lot to do with it. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and, and my timing was pretty good. Yeah, um, I, I came from uh, a banking background, mm-hmm. and, and and that was through the seventies, and uh, where it was very very disciplined industry. You had certain 
days where you had to do certain things, you know, et cetera. And, and that's where I learned my discipline. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that consequently led me into real estate uh, because when I joined real estate in the, in, in, in the early 80s, I'd also spent two years selling life insurance door to door. So I learned okay. how to door knock. So yeah. if I took the, the discipline, added the door knocking, and, and the sales skills I learned for that, well, I suppose for me, the next transition was, was real estate. Was property. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was in the right t- place at the right time in the early 80s because yep. that's when we saw the start of the super pit and, mm-hmm. the, and, and the upsurge in the gold price, et cetera. So, so Calgary moved from nothing, you know, to boom times, mm-hmm. e- even though through a 25-year period we had lots of ups and downs. But, it, but in the good times, yeah, it was not unusual for us to sell 40 houses in a month, you know, most of us yeah, carried right. probably at least 40 listings, transient population, high turnover population. So there was a lot of volume there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and certainly, yeah, a 40 sale month was, was average. Yeah. Right. Mm. Wow. Okay. Mm. And so how many, how many, uh, agents did you have un, like working for you by the end? Yeah, I, I probably peaked at 15, wow, okay. uh, but but at the end of the day, I settled for around about eight to 10 yeah. because I just found it was too much. And plus I was selling myself and yeah. I was doing developments as well as uh, being a principal. But I just felt that I could give far more attention to eight to 10 and get the same result than running around with with, with 15 people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when did you, you said 25 years in Cal, so mm. about 2005, you Decided to finish yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Two thousand and one, we sold our business. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, then I went through this retirement phase mm-hmm. and uh, and started my coaching business. Yeah. Then two thousand and four, together with a couple of other people in Kalgoorlie, the the one that used to work for me approached me, and he was opening an office, and said, "DJ, I'd like to use your license." And uh, just to be honest with you, couldn't wait. Couldn't wait to get back into it. Yeah, I just wanted to do it one more time. Yeah, and and it was interesting, and 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 yeah, that that was around about two four two thousand four two thousand and five. And I remember that that we started just the two of us, and we had to recruit a new team and all those sorts of things. So I think it was for something like nine months. Both of us worked seven days a week. Right. You know, yeah, and, and, and after and it, you were intending to retire, I, I was, yeah, but I loved every minute of it. Yeah, you know, it was absolutely fantastic, and uh, and uh, it it's just something I think at the end of the day I needed to get out of my system. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, once again, they were good because we went through that period of two thousand and three, four through down, you know, two thousand and seven, eight of those boom conditions in Western Australia. Yeah. And I can only say to people that are in real estate in Perth now, please keep that light burning at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I don't know whether we'll go back to those volumes, but we will definitely go back to better volumes. Yeah, yeah we have to. Mm. We, well, we spoke to Peter Peard not long ago and I said, what's been the worst time of your career? And he said, right now. Yeah. So it has to get better, yeah. doesn't it? It Absolutely. does, Jess. And I think with all due respects to what I do and all due respects to what other people do in in the form of, of coaching and motivation and planning and building, et cetera, in Perth at the moment, with all due respects to what we do, we just want the damn market to get better. Yeah. That's all we Just holding want. out, yeah, yeah, holding yeah, out. Yep. So on that, um, and you've obviously been in the industry for a really long time, so what do you, apart from the market, what are some of the major changes that you've kind of witnessed over the last 10 to 20 years in terms of the way people are having to work 
and, yeah. the, and the way that, you know. Sure. Sure. Technology's obviously yeah, got to obviously. be one. And, 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 and we will t- continue to evolve around that. There'll always be something new yeah. for the real estate industry in regards to technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing I say with technology is you've got to use it just to generate an income. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're saying now, I've got a database, but it's fat and I don't really use it and I don't ring people. Well, you haven't changed in 30 years of real estate mm-hmm. because that's what we used to do. We yeah. used to drive down a street and go, oh, there's Jess Donnelly's house, you know. I, yeah. I might knock on her door and see what she's doing. Yeah. So so technology and, and, and what goes with technology is, is the use of your data. You know, you must collect it, you must retain it and you must do something with it. Mm-hmm. The other thing I say about technology is that that uh, through all the various domains, I also do work sales coaching work with other industries outside real estate. Yeah, and so I get to see firsthand when I'm running wandering around an office here where there's ten people all with a all with a screen on their desk, and I'm wandering around there, etc. I will find someone on a domain almost every time I go there. Yeah. So for those people that are saying that, oh, this one's too expensive or we don't do that, well, you're missing out because that's that's where now house hunters go to yes, every minute 100%. of the day, you know, yep. and 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 even during working hours. So mm-hmm. so I see that as a big as as a, a as a big plus. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the other thing is that that what hasn't changed, which is still present today, is we face daily challenges, Jess. Mm-hmm. We, we all face daily challenges. And, yeah. and I think that, that the good people in the industry now are very, very good at recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I've seen that happen. They have a setback, they sort it out, and they move on very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And they don't dwell on it. So those people that are writing the big volumes um, are very good at recovery. Mm-hmm. And with all due respects to time planning and all those types of things, I think my top producing customers and clients are very, very good at operating in organised chaos. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they move on quickly. They handle that problem. They do their calls every day. They do their prospecting, etc. And and that's one of the big changes as well. Is there's no room in our industry now for laziness or, yeah. or pondering or sitting around or procrastination. Yeah. And and the thing I've found that happens that I've seen develop over the years, Jess, is those people that do that and are focused every day are the ones that are winning. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of questions that I want to ask from that. And the first one is that recovery. Is that, um, a, you know, is that something you teach? Because I noticed, you know, even in here, um, you know, our, our staff who haven't been working for a long time, they, you know, the setbacks are a bit more difficult and they're a bit more of a drama. But, you know, those of us who have been working for a much longer time, you do move on quickly because you, you know do. the next thing's around the corner and the next yeah. problem and, you know. Yeah. So that's a learnt, you know, is that a learnt thing? or is Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I think that in sales, and let's talk specifically real estate sales, yeah. there's two parts to this. There's the mechanics and there's the dynamics. Mm-hmm. And the mechanics we come across every day. There's just a multitude and a flood of of podcasts and DVDs and mm-hmm. uh, videos and all all sorts of things and emails in our in our inbox every yeah. day. Invariably, a lot of it deals with the mechanics, and that's what I see. A lot of real estate people chase the mechanics. What do I say now? How do I say that? How do I process this O and A? All those things. How do I do a home open? And when should I do my callbacks? That's all regards to the mechanics. When you talk recovery and moving on 
and your body and your mindset. That's the dynamics. Mm-hmm. And they're the things that we really need once you've, once you've mastered the, the, um, the mechanics of it. It's the dynamics that will take you to the next level. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's my routine in the morning? You know, what are my non-negotiables? How do I look after myself? So it's focusing on kind of very, very both of those. Yeah, yeah. The right. dynamics is 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 I think after a certain period that you've had in the industry and you're starting to do well, the dynamics is what'll take you to the next level. Yeah, yeah. The other question I had was those. You know, what you're talking about the mornings. You're doing your calls. You're doing mm. you know whatever you need to do. That old school. Th- those are very old school things that real estate agents have been having to do for a very, very long time. Um, that obviously haven't gone away. Yeah. Is that old school approach, it's, is it still working? Is it still necessary? Mm-hmm. What do you say to reps about that? I say break it down into three areas. Yes. Yeah. The first thing is break it down into paper, digital and physical because mm-hmm. that's got to be part of, your, part of your day, doesn't it? So yeah. the paper probably yeah. is the old school. But you know, it's quite amazing. I have clients and I'm heading to one when I leave here that's just in someone's letterbox all the time, mm-hmm. swears by it. So the old school might be the paper. The digital mm-hmm. is is what you guys do. You know, when I walked in here 15 minutes ago and I'm getting mobbed by photographers <laughs> and all these sorts of things, here's my moment in the sun. So so you've very much got to do that because so if you look at the paper under old school, if, if you've got older people in, 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 in form the demographics of your of your farm area, mm-hmm. well, I think you've got to do some paper because yeah. they still go to their letterbox every yeah. day. Yeah. And, and – and um, so, so they're, they're your baby boomers. But then when you look at your digital, you know, they're your Gen Ys and your Gen Xs, et cetera, mm-hmm. and the other people coming through that will just sit there and, and, and look at the phone all day on, on, you know, on one of the domains, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then you have the combination of those two, which is the physical. You still have to be present, Jess, in your marketplace. Yeah. So, so there's a bit of old, there's a bit of new, and then there's a combination of the old and the new by way of your community FaceTime and your networking, you know, your physical networking, et cetera, mm-hmm. is a combination of both old and new in your physical activities. Yeah, yeah. We, you spoke about the dynamics and the mechanics. Um, wh- would you say those getting those two things right are the essential keys for success for a today's rep? Yep. Um, and, and is that any different to what it was, you know, 10 years ago? Or is the message that you're giving still essentially the same just with different tools? Yeah, I think that the I think the met, look, look the there's probably lots and lots of things that that uh, happen in you know in a changing market particularly, mm-hmm. but but I think that um, that what hasn't changed is 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 perhaps your energy and your dedication to the task. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't think I've never found real estate complicated, Jess, but geez, I found it tough. Yeah, I found it hard. I found it hard mentally and physically and staying ahead of the pack and all and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So so um uh so you need to be over the top of all those things. And I don't think that'll you know, that'll ever change. Mm-hmm. Like as I say, I, I, I coach in other sales industries and the principles are still the same. Yeah. It's just a different product and a different way they present it and, and different different scripts and dialogues. Mm-hmm. So, so so to me um, let's take, for example, negotiation skills. doesn't matter what you're selling, you need yeah. negotiation skills. And unbeknown to you here during the course of today, you might do half a dozen negotiations with the people that you work with. Yeah. You know, so, so, that, so that doesn't change. So mm. you need that negotiation skills. You need to also to be able to manage yourself in time. So what are my priorities today? 
how am I going about them? And the other thing is what's the result I want and what's the objective out of today, Thursday, Easter Thursday? Because, mm-hmm. you know, once again, you've got to adapt to what you're doing. Now, it's pretty common knowledge this is Easter Thursday. The city shuts down by lunchtime today. Yeah. Okay, so if I'm going to say, well, I'm going to do 100 door knocks today, it ain't going to work because because there's just going to be no one around, all your calls, etc. So I'm very big on adapting as, as to where we are today. And the other thing that I don't think that, that never changes, etc., Jess, is that, that you're forward planning. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like you need, say today or sometime this week, you would have been booking appointments for next week or, or the week after. So it's that forward thinking. Yeah. Like, like at the moment I'm very much coaching this year in regards to preparing people for the next upsurge in the Perth real estate market. Mm-hmm. Now, when that'll happen, Jess, I'm not too sure. And how much that up- up- upsurge will be measured by, I'm not too sure. But I want my clients ready rather than waiting for it to happen and then go, oh, I've got no stock, I've got no listings. Well, mm-hmm. it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. What's your, what are you saying to your clients now who are really struggling, you know, who um, I guess I wanted to ask you about the dropout rate for, for real estate because it's yeah, pretty sure. high, it pretty is. high for mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. people just starting out in the industry. But at the moment... I would say it's pretty high in general based on the market. Um, So what are you saying to people at the moment and why do you think it is um, so high in those early days of of someone's career? I I think because I I think the dropout in early days is it's not explained to them properly at the start. The the job. The job. Yeah. And and number two. So their expectation coming in is that it's going to be an easy, they'll be driving a Beamer in a month. Look, you actually, you actually <laughs> took the words out of my mouth, Jess, because I was going to say, you know, they go to an auction and we don't help ourselves as an industry because they go to auctions in their area and everyone's turning up in the black Merc or the black BMW, etc. and they go, this is me. Yeah. But they've got no idea what that person's been through or going through to get to that stage. Mm-hmm. So so it's not properly explained to them. And I think the other thing also, Jess, is that, that as a real estate principal, you shouldn't take that person on if you haven't got time for them. Yeah. Because in Perth now, I think it's a six to 12 month project just to get someone up, up and running because the market in Perth not strong enough to rescue someone. Yeah. So in better times, Jess, if I've had a bad couple of weeks or a bad month, a deal's going to jump into my lap yeah. at some stage or other. Well, that hasn't happened in Perth for three, four years now, probably mm-hmm. even a bit longer. Yeah. So, so. It's got to be properly explained to them. So my process was Jess came to me and said, David, you've been referred to me um, uh, or I've been referred to you, etc. I want a job in real estate. So what's your background, etc.? cetera? Uh, yes, I have a partner and I have two children. I said, righto, well, our next appointment is going to be in your lounge room with your partner. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell your partner, no more Sunday lunches. Yeah. No more barbecues. Might get home at eight o'clock at night. Do you still want to be in the industry? Yeah. Because that's one of the main distractions of people failing and the fallout rate is because of outside influences. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, we talk about disruptors. Well, I find the personal disruptors is, is, is one of the main things that causes that, that, that dropout. Yeah. So if I want someone to work in one of my teams and work with me, we go through a very, very stringent process. And, and and explain to them, this is where we want you to be after month three, month six, month nine, m- month 12. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're talking to principals about, you know, when you're coaching them is is on the onboarding process and, yeah. you know, making that successful? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, like I, I, I can give you a real example, Jess, where 
where we had a, a, a male approach, uh, you know, one of my one of my principles. And when we did some investigation, which was basic, well, let's have a look because uh, we were talking. I said, well, let's have a look on Rewa, see what he's done. He'd done two sales in 12 months. Mm. So so when we interviewed him, why? He said, oh, well, I'm working within a team and the principal gets the sales. Well, okay, well, you go away and you come back with the number of sales. There was still a not a lot there. Yeah. So it was like, well, well, if you're prepared to make the move, we will give you six months. And, and I think we said something just like, in that time, he had to list six and sell three in his own right in that six-month period. Okay. And he ended up listing 11 and sold seven. Okay. And and we met every week. You yeah. You know, on a set time every week. What are you doing? High accountability. So we were able to overcome as to uh, what his deficiencies were up to that stage. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing in the process you've got to do, which you, you would hear this a lot, They've got to have a pretty strong purpose. Yeah. They've got to have a pretty strong why. And I get back to our market's not strong enough for someone to simply go into real estate anymore. Yeah. And and and, and I think that's a good thing, Jess, because it doesn't it increase the professionalism of the org- of, of the industry as well. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's got to be a real, real strong burning desire yeah. to do something. I think that is true of any successful person in any successful industry. Mm. I was listening to a podcast yesterday with Nancy Pelosi from, you know, the US, mm. US yeah, Speaker yeah. of the House and yeah, that yeah. was those were her exact words. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. get into politics unless you have a very strong why. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah board. It, it, it is, isn't it? Because yeah. because that that goes back to recovery as well. Yeah. So if I've had a bad day yesterday, do I want to get out of bed and face it again today? Yes, yeah. I do because I know. Look, I have a once again, I'm a pretty simple bloke from the bush, but, but you know, when I say goodbye to my wife every day, I'm making her a promise that I'm going to come home with some money in my back pocket at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, my dad probably taught me that. Yeah. And, and, but, but that's what it's got to be. Now, I've got to get out of bed. I've got to get there because I've got some commitments hanging off this and mm-hmm. also that I want to leave a legacy. I yeah. want to leave a legacy for my kids to make life easier for them. Yeah. And and that's 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 my basic why. As mm-hmm. I say to Shez, you know, every year for probably the last 48 years, you know, I'm off love now. <laughs> I'll come back with some money in my pocket at the end of the day for you. Yeah. Take you out for a nice dinner on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. When um, we get time. Yeah, that's exactly. I was going to say, unless you're in real estate and then it'll be during the week. Yeah. Um, tell me what are some of the same mistakes you see um, – not just reps, but maybe businesses as well, making kind of over and over again. Yep. Okay. Um, I, I see if we go back to technology, which is one of the big changes, mm-hmm. I see one of the mistakes that people make over and over again, they're not capturing that data. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, because let's just do a simple something that, that, that I do five home opens a weekend and I have uh, say three, 15 people, come to those home opens per weekend. 15 times 40, just say 40 weeks to make it easy for me, in the sums is 600 people I've seen as buyers o- over the course of 12 months. Let's discount it down to 500 because you've got some repeat people and I sell 20 houses a year. Mm-hmm. What happens to the other 480? What happens to the other 480 people? Mm-hmm. Because in the market in Perth now, and this is what I learned in Kalgoorlie, is that every time we had a downturn in Kalgoorlie, people still come and look at houses. Mm-hmm. And the reason they come and look at your house and that home open, Jess, never disappears. 
It's just they may not have the confidence to buy in a low market or, yeah. as you're probably finding from other speakers, everyone's waiting for the market to bottom out, not yeah. being sure when that's going to happen. But their reason doesn't change. So why wouldn't we want to stay in contact with mm-hmm. them? And, you know, I, I know reps here that, that write a million that have got, you know, 2,000 buyers in their database. And sure, they're not all buying at once, obviously, et cetera. But, yeah, one of the main things is that you've got to capture data and use it to generate a, 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 an income because that seller and that buyer, whether they got you into an appraisal or they got you or they come to your home open, if they haven't transacted business with you, their original reason for talking to you doesn't disappear. They're just not in a, in a position. Yeah. So I see data as a big one. In regards to businesses, cash flow. Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh, if you've got no cash flow, it halts everything. Yeah. And, and we as an industry need to get over, which we talk about all the time, you know, the ups and downs and the highs and the lows. I call it bad month disease. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to get over bad month disease and people still haven't discovered how to do that, which is, you know, consistent prospecting, minimum stock level and, and, a, and a high stock pipeline and know what your number one driver is. Mm-hmm. So, so th- that still goes on this bad month disease. And I think lack of consistency in building building and maintaining your profile. And, and I say to people, if you're not into social media, um, you, you unfortunately got to, you've got to invest in it. Yeah. And you've got to go and pay someone to do that for you mm-hmm. because doing a post every now and again do, doesn't work. Doesn't and, and I know I'm not very good at it, but <laughs> people like Crib and Chris and Alana and other people that I work with have slowly got me there. Yeah. But I do it consistently and I see one of the things that people, the mistakes they may is that make is they do one thing, then they don't do it again. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to then start on your profile, you've got to start again from, from yeah. zero, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. What is it, what do you do to, to keep up? Because you've obviously been in the industry for a very long time and you're having to coach, you know, you're coaching businesses to do these things and to ha- do best mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. So how do you... I'm an avid. Say, re- I'm an avid reader. Yeah, and now I'm an avid watcher. Yeah, and 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 listener. And listener. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So consuming. and 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 that's got to become part of your daily ritual. Mm-hmm. And and so, so those people that work with me and know me, I'm a very early starter. Most days I start at four thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and that involves not only exercise, but it, it would involve watching a video or something on YouTube or or reading for probably twenty minutes, half yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. you've got to be in the space. Yeah. Just constantly consuming yep. information. Yep. Um, we've kind of we've kind of mentioned the challenges, I guess. Are there any challenges you think reps are facing at the moment that we haven't that we haven't covered that you're consistently seeing people, you know, coming yeah. to you with yep. specific issues? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I I think one of the main thing is I I don't think I've seen the real estate industry in Perth as com- as competitive of what it is today. It is mm-hmm. really competitive. And I think one of the reasons for that is, is that it, 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 it it's continued to get easier over the years to overprice a property or discount a fee. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's one area that people can be coached in and in training in is, is, is the, you know, your ability to present and to know what value you're going to deliver if your fee's two and a half and someone else's 2% mm-hmm. is, is what's going to be the difference in the value that I can do there. So... So I see that th- th- that's going to be an ongoing challenge is, is, is competition. Mm-hmm. But you can do that by getting better at what you do and building your profile. Yeah. See, see, I say at a listing presentation to help you 
not eliminate your, uh, your, your competition to make it easier for you, 50% of that listing presentation has got to be an existing relationship. Yes. So when you go there, Jess, you've got, you've, you've got a relationship with mm. them and I'm sure you're going to negotiate on price and fee, but it's just a lot easier. Yeah. So I see that ever-increasing uh, competition mm-hmm. and I think the other thing that we continue to face is your b- ability to communicate. Uh, it's a verbal market. It's voicemail still, I think, as good as anything that goes around. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, you to have those skills around your delivery yeah. and, and, and your communication. Yeah. What do you think, um, what about the, in terms of the expectation of the consumer? Obviously, we're moving away from, you know, a nine to five and we're moving into people being available at all times. And is that, you know, real estate agents have always worked long hours and they've always been required to kind of do the after after hours appointments and those things. But is that something that you're seeing people struggle with or um, is it something that people are meeting, it's just part of the change of culture and the move away from, you know, the move into being available at all times? Yeah, yeah sure. I think we've always been available at all times. Yeah. So, so if, I t- if, if you think it's hard now, when I first came into the industry, we put our home number on the sign. Yeah. So so you got the lunatics ring you at 9 o'clock <laughs> at night. You know, can I look at this house tomorrow? You know, so, so <laughs> I don't. I'm not being disrespectful to those people by saying that, but but uh, look, I think we've always been available. Yeah. But but I think you make a very good point in regards to the consumer, mm-hmm. and and you know how over the years we've always been trained, Jess, in regards to how to build rapport with people. Mm-hmm. Well, I do a lot of coaching about how we're going to learn, allow that consumer to actually build rapport with us. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the things we're going to do before we actually arrive at that listing presentation or before we arrive at that home open, et cetera, what, what forms of communication we've had. Because I think the consumer is demanding that. Mm-hmm. And and I can't remember the last conference I went to or workshop I went to where there was a keynote speaker to talk on customer service. Yeah. I think that's a huge field that we can we can better ourselves by become better in serving the community mm-hmm. and, and, and serving that community, uh, that, that, that those consumers. Because... You know, I had an incident recently yeah, that, that, that my wife got some people to come in and regrout the bathrooms and the laundry and these sort of Their attention to customer service was outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely outstanding. So I think there's an avenue or a gap there that we can move into that customer service. And, and I think also that in regards to working all hours, that's another skill you've got to develop is, mm-hmm. is your skill to, to, to sell an appointment because the first sale that ever takes place in a real estate transaction is the first appointment mm-hmm. and it's your ability to sell that around your diary rather than someone else's diary because I sometimes think we are too accessible mm-hmm. even though it's part of our game because if we wanted a telephone company to come out tomorrow to look at our property, uh, to look at our phone and what's wrong with it, we do it to their times. Yes. And it's not a matter we'll be there at 10 o'clock, we'll be there between 9 and 12. Mm-hmm. So. So why can't we do that? Why can't we say, right, oh, well, I can't be there at nine, but I can be there at 10. It's about your diary management and your ability to sell an appointment, yeah. which I think is really important. Yeah. I wonder as well about, um, and this has just come to mind, but we had just around the customer service and the, and the dialogue between clients and the, and the agents. And, you know, obviously agents do have, don't have a great reputation in, you know, out there in the wider world. 
We had um, we did a video the other day with Shane Beaumont and he did kind of the, you know, celebrities reading mean tweets video, mm. but mm. he did it reading his mean messages that he's been getting on Facebook. Um, and is that something that agents need to be kind of, I guess, trained to cope with and stuff as well is turning that conversation around and dealing with it is so easy for people to just throw bombs, at, yeah. you know, on social media. And mm. I can imagine there's lots of people out there that are getting horrible messages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the example of Acton the other day, obviously awful that um, Acton, Dal Keith, what happened to their offices and then they were on social media, people making fun of Terrible. it. Horrible. Yeah, shocking. So just dealing with that mm-hmm. um, and turning that conversation around, is mm-hmm. that something that you talk to people about? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think that we need to be proud of our industry. Let's yeah. start there. Let's take the negative, which is if you want to put yourself out there, you've got to suffer the consequences. Yeah. But but the positive is I think we can be proud of our industry because, Jess, I, I don't hear many horror stories. I get around, like, you know, I've got 200, 250 clients in Perth and I very rarely if ever walk into into a property and said, oh, someone's suing us, DJ, or we've been reported. So if you consider all the transactions in Perth and all the people in the industry in Perth mm-hmm. um, that happen every year, I think we're pretty good at what we do. Yeah. And and I think that's an industry thing that we've we that 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 we perhaps could do more in regards to being proud of our industry and promoting our industry because mm-hmm. not generally, well, well above generally, I think we do very, very well. Yeah. But social media now allows people to have a ping at us. And yeah, we, we if we put ourselves out there, we've got to be prepared to accept that. Yeah. It also gives you an opportunity or agents an opportunity to showcase how hard they work. Because mm. I think that's something that, you know, people see the BMW rolling up at the mm. home open mm. and they don't realise, the, like you said, mm. the work that's gone in behind the scenes. That's right. But, but I think, yeah, to that you point. are. And, and I think we can also overcome some of that negativity with what I mentioned earlier on about the physical, mm-hmm. about your community service and your community FaceTime, because mm-hmm. they will then see that, number one, you're a good person, mm-hmm. that you're reliable, you can be dependent upon, and you're putting something back into that community from which you're taking out. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, obviously you coach biz, not only reps, but businesses, business owners, licensees. Yep. Um, and I feel like their relationship maybe with their employees is changing over, over time. And obviously reps now have their own kind of brand that they need to sell in order to get business. Sure. Um, and so the role of maybe the agency is changing. Um, and also business people in terms of, you know, their employees wanting different things from their workplace. And, you know, we hear a lot about millennials and whatever, wanting um, flexibility in the workplace and all of that kind of thing. Um, what do you think has the goal, of the, the, the why that you talked about, has that changed, do you think, over time? And, and how are you kind of helping people to deal with that and helping businesses to deal with that? Yeah, 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 sure. Well, well first of all, we've got to move with the times, don't yeah. you? And, and, and my attitude over many, many years has been let's involve the young receptionist because she's coming from a different demographic. Yeah. And I, I, I use the word she because invariably for years they've been females. Mm-hmm. But but let's get Jess in and see what Jess has to say because Jess is out there talking to the customers mm-hmm. and, 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 and mixes in different circles to me. So let's see what she thinks about this advertising campaign. So so I think we need to move with the times and allow all the different, all the different generations to, to have their input in, into what we're doing. The... The, the role of the principal, I think, has changed since the GFC because that, that forced a lot of principals to go back selling mm-hmm. and most of them have continued on selling. But they've got to find time for their people. Yeah. You know, they've got to find... I still see big offices uh, that, that people have kept with big infrastructure 
but then they recruit people and say, you don't have to come in here every day. Well, why have we got all that infrastructure? Yeah. You know, why not hot desks and, and, and these types of things? But and, and then from the rep's point of view, yes, we are encouraging them to, to uh, you know, do their own thing and have their own brand, et cetera. But I think what we need to do is we need to bring business coaching into that. Because mm-hmm. I say to a rep, you do a profit and loss at the end of the year. <laughs> so because we're an industry that's always taught gross commissions, Jess, yeah. well, what about how much are we actually making? Yeah. And I see that as an area and I coach people around that. Well, let's sit down and find out what you're actually making mm-hmm. because it's not the gross income that's important. It's what we do with that money to create our wealth. Because each and every one of us is going to be called upon at some stage of our life to have a passive income. And that certainly through federal government is, is Commonwealth government's changing and it's getting lesser and lesser yeah. what they're offering. So that's what I see is that if, if what comes with freedom also comes with some responsibility mm-hmm. for where you want to end up financially. And I think that business aspect to a rep's life is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. Are you a proponent of the, um, you know, a lot of reps are moving into, you know, East Coast especially, moving into having teams and not being mm-hmm. – is that something that you've noticed as well? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I wish it around years ago. Like, yeah. like, like if I go back to the 90s, Jess, and you came to me and said, oh, David, I've just been over East and someone's got an assistant, and I'd go, well, ain't happening here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what, what, what a very short – Cited attitude, that was. I think it's one of the best things that's happened to the industry and yeah. the fact that because when we all came through during the 80s and the 90s, we wanted to open an office. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden the receptionist was sick, so I've got to do reception today. Yeah. The property manager wanted holidays, so I've got to do property management. No, let's move on from that. Mm-hmm. And as, as long as your principle's clear with it and, and all the various legalities are in place... Why not have a team? No, I'm absolutely 100% because I can then concentrate on selling mm-hmm. and then my team can do the other bits Everything around else. me. Yeah, no, 100% behind yeah. that. I think it's one of the best things that's happened to the industry. Beautiful. Any predictions from you to finish on for, you know, for the next five to ten years? Anything you see changing in the way people work or the way reps sell? Anything you want to throw out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, of course, we're we're waiting for the Perth market to change. But I've just got to say to people, and I said it earlier on, you've got to keep that light burning at the end of the tunnel because I had lots of experience, you know, in a, in a mining community, mm-hmm. and and, and of, of uh, that it, historically the evidence is there, and I know from my own experience that the evidence is there with, with the, that the market will improve. I say in going forward that you've got to save and you've got to put something away for the next rainy day because mm-hmm. it will rain again. And the reason I say that, Jess, is this downturn in the Perth real estate market has indicated that with all due respects to government infrastructure and tourism, Perth is a resource city. Absolutely. And the, one of the reasons for that is no one wants to live in Kalgoorlie anymore. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to live in Parabadoo and Newman and Port Heather. They want to live in Perth and the employer, the, 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 the main person have the same... They want them to live in Perth. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and and when this fly-in and fly-out first started in the 80s, you know, we were in uproar in Kalgoorlie about it. No one will do that, but everyone's used to that now. Yeah. So I think that that as you go forward, you know, you've got to be putting a little bit aside, a little bit aside, et cetera, whether you're a rep or alternatively you're, whether you're a principal um, because we will have a rise and we will have a peak again, then we'll, then we'll have another trough. Mm-hmm. And I think, Jess, that that 
to me and and for those people just use the word love you know you've got to love yourself you've got to love the industry and you've got to love the product the product and then you'll then you'll love everything else that comes with it because we are tested every day but if you've got absolute belief in yourself irrespective of market conditions you'll actually do okay yeah what a great note to end on could chat all day dj but I've held you long enough. Thank no, you okay. so much. My pleasure, Jess. Wealth, wealth of wisdom. Um, hopefully we'll have you back again soon. Thank you. Love to. That's it for this episode. We'd love any feedback or guest suggestions, so hit me up on Instagram on Jess at Crib. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend.